Identity crisis. Warning. This post might get a little bit heavy-handed. Well, because it's been a heavy fucking week, all right? Note, this post is not at all calling out a close friend of mine who recently had a major fuck-up, a super-duper fuck-up. He had his shit mostly together well in advance of said fuck-up. But do you? Do you have your shit together? Reality check. For at least one of you tuned in right now, sadly, this post will change your life for the better when something else changes your life for the worse. And it'll change the lives of your family as well. And I'll get a call, hopefully from you. Hopefully you'll be able to call me uh, or a family member next week, next year, 10 years from now. It'll happen and it'll be a painful call and it'll suck, but it'll suck a lot less because you took action based on what I'm going to unpack here for you. It will make it less painful. Now, how do I know? How can I look into the future and say that's what's going to happen? Because I've hammered on this topic before many a time. And I've had three very hard phone calls over the past few years, and uh, they were less hard than they might have been because shit was handled in advance. And that was what the phone call was about. It was to say, thanks for kicking my ass. Okay, some of you are tuning out because I used the fuck word. I'll write a cleaner version of this another time, but I'm less emotional. For me to be remotely emotional about anything, that says a lot. If you're still reading this, if you're still listening to this, you're most likely a broker. You are a mortgage broker. It's who you are. A broker looking for an edge, always hungry to learn. You're probably not super judgmental because you stuck here through the language, which by the way, being non-judgy, non-judgmental, that is a brokering superpower in itself, a future topic for sure. And most likely when you're asked what you do, you respond with, I'm a mortgage broker. I am a mortgage broker. You don't say I broker. You don't say I sell mortgages. Although you might say you provide expert advice. Still, the odds are you think of yourself as a mortgage broker. The business of brokering, it's woven into your identity, right? It's not a thing you do. It's a key component of who you are at your core. Just as people say, Sometimes, you know, I like to play hockey or I like to ski. I like to golf. I like to ride moto. I like to curl, et cetera. Others, people like you and I, we take some of the things we do really seriously. We take them to the next fucking level. We own the field we play on, right? We're masters of the tools we use. We see the ball. We become the ball, right? To use that old adage. We're part of that thing, and that thing is a part of us. We are hockey players. We are golfers. We are snowboarders. We are mimosa drinkers. We are mountain bikers. We are cyclists. We are curlers. We are hikers. I myself am a skier. I am a dirt biker. And yeah, I still say that I am a broker's broker, even though I'm not really brokering. I am these things that I do. You likely are too, D2. Sorry, I couldn't resist. We don't just do these things from time to time. We are a part of these activities. And these activities are a part of us. Again, they're woven into our DNA. And then out of nowhere, bang, you're fucked. You find yourself super fucked and not in the way you like to be. No, no, this this fuck, this is more of the royally sort of fucked. That thing that you don't just do, that thing that's a part of who you are, you're never doing it again. That thing is over. Some of those things are over, permanently perhaps. And that thing, 
you know, guess what? In many cases, a lot of these things are the absolute least of your concern. Issue number one, staying alive, right? Check. Okay, good job. Issue number two, recovery. To some point, recovery. If not all the way back, some of the way back. As much of the way back as you can make. Shit gets real when we find our identities challenged, even more so when it boils down to relearning the fucking basics of life, perhaps with a much more limited range of ability. And all of those activities listed above, you know, only one of them pays the bills for most of us, right? I did tell a guy the other day, I was a pro skater because uh, I had a skull skates hoodie on. He actually was like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, man, not really. What if you cannot do that one thing, that brokering thing? Now what? Fuck. When was the last time you sat down and calculated your monthly nut, your burn rate, the cost of being you? Do it now. Do it now. Make a little note, burn rate. And after this, sit down and take a few minutes. It doesn't have to be bang on. Sketch it out on the back of an envelope. Use notes in your phone, whatever. Just answer that question for yourself. Get a bit of a handle on, you know, what's your number? Be real with the math, right? And then I'm going to suggest add $5,000 to that number. Don't think like, oh, yeah, well, if, you know, my life gets jammed up, I won't do the same thing. So my life will be cheaper. No, no, it's actually potentially going to go the other direction. You got to offset rehabilitation costs. You got to cover care workers, maybe renovations, maybe a whole new modified vehicle, all new costs for your new life. And how are those bills being paid? Yeah, that's a tough question, right? And it's not something you want to face, but I'll tell you what, it's a fuck ton easier to face it sitting down at your kitchen table right now, sitting at your desk right now, than it is to try and address while laying in a hospital bed. So figure it out today. Don't delay. I certainly understand that more clearly than ever now. First, I thought about the identity bit myself, a little bit of the who, who am I, like who I am, and whether the things I do, the things I think of as a part of me, whether they really matter at all. I don't have all the answers in on that just yet. Maybe I keep writing, maybe not. It's difficult to not have your perspective altered when you have a front row seat to the path things can go down. And so maybe some activities have a timeline. And retiring on top, maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe. More importantly, as I really dug into what matters, my favorite two words to write at the top of a page, then I really actually took action. I did. Because what matters? Shit. The money matters. Uh, the money matters. You've read this far. You know your monthly costs now, right? You've tuned in this far. So we get down to the heart of the matter. Will you take action? If you've got a mortgage from any lender, will you actually send an email right now to support at brokersupportcenter.com? You know what? I'll drop the email address in the chat. Support at brokersupportcenter.com. Of course, we're Canadian, so we spell center, C-E-N-T-R-E. And will you get an MPP disability policy in place on your own damn mortgage? Will you eat your own cooking? Will you? And by the way, if you have an investment property, you can put another one on the investment property. You can stack them up. It's the least expensive disability coverage available in Canada. And it can be in force today. It can be in force 
by the time your head hits the pillow tonight, same day you connect, which certainly does make for a better night's sleep. And this disability coverage, the MPP that I'm talking about, it does not conflict with any other long-term disability policies. It's like a bonus. It's like a top-up. And uh, and any other long-term disability policies you have, they're almost certainly too low. They're almost certainly not enough coverage. And you can take, as I said, coverage on more than one property if you own more than one property. And if you have a HELOC that isn't even advanced, you can actually calculate out the $600 per 100000 on the fully advanced amortized HELOC limit available, and you can actually request payment for that amount. And the MPP coverage caps out at 10,000 per month. It runs for two years. It's a short-term disability, you know, in the event of you know, getting fucked. And hey, if you want some specific numbers, if you're a 51-year-old male, non-smoker, this $10,000 of coverage will cost you $374.18. You can gather from the specificity of that number, Mine is locked in place now. That piece is done. That was a no-brainer, right? Be smart. Take action. In fact, in the blog post on Sunday, I wrote out the script. I made it even simpler. I said, just copy and paste this text into into an email. Here it is. Hi there. I'd like to get disability coverage on my mortgage. Can you please contact me to go through the questions over the phone and to arrange for a nurse to visit me at my home or office ASAP? I understand I'll need to pee in a cup and have some blood drawn. I'd like to make all this happen this week, please. Thank you. That's it. Like, that's it. Like one email, two minutes of your time, and you've taken action, you've done something, and at least you've covered your ass a little bit better, right? And you should go through the process anyway so that you can actually speak to your clients about having gone through that process. Ah, I feel better just having asked you to take the action. I hope some of you do. Some of you have. Some of you have. More on that later. All right. What else did I do, right? I emailed my long-term insurance agent and confirmed my coverage details, or as it turned out, lack thereof. There was a little surprise in my critical illness policy amount. Oops, I've now applied to triple it because inflation, life, 10 years have passed. And uh, yeah, whoa, it needed to be a much bigger number. What else? I doubled my long-term disability coverage to 15,000 per month for life. Right, it's a ten-year term policy. So over the next ten years, if shit goes down, I'm covered for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I can say that I got my shit together. Some of my shit together last week, I really did. And all of this was less than sixty minutes of time invested. That's it. And now, if shit hits the fan this week, nobody has to figure out how to hold their financial shit together for me. It's handled. I've handled my own shit. Will you handle yours? Please, please do. It's the polite thing to do. Oh, wait, sorry. You have an objection. You live alone. You're in your 20s. You don't believe in insurance. Oh, my gosh. Just stop. You won't live alone forever, hopefully, happily. Uh, you won't be in your 20s forever, unfortunately. It's, it's sad news. And hopefully, you won't be stupid forever either because insurance it's real. It actually exists. And guess what? Accidents and illness, also real things. They actually exist. And the most real thing of all, the fucking bills, the bills that will keep coming your way, whether you're laying in a hospital bed or not, they're real. So get your shit together. This I don't believe insurance stuff. I don't believe in the level of stupidity that some people exhibit. Want a shout out on this podcast for handling your shit? Send me an email confirming, and I'll holler out. I'll give your first name a shout out if you want during an upcoming episode. Is all of the above shit that I put in place expensive? 
Sure. But so was all the gear for the crazy shit I do. And now it's just a bigger part of it. So what does the season's pass at Whistler cost me to go skiing? A thousand bucks? Well, not my, mine cost me 10,000 bucks a year now. You know, a thousand bucks for the skiing, 9,000 bucks to cover my ass, or at least the future maintenance of my ass. Look, look at it however you want to. Just look at it and act on it. Take some action, right? What's more agonizing? The hit to your bank account while you're able-bodied each month? and kicking ass each month, or the hit to your psyche, realizing that you fucked up years before your big fuck-up moment, and now you cannot unfuck it, right? I write this shit because it's one way I can honor a friend, one who took the right steps to have his shit together, but also who for sure never expected to get fucked as hard as he did. Will he bounce back? Yes, he already is bouncing back in spirit. If recovery is about an intrinsic kick-ass positive spirit, well then fuck yeah, he's on his way, he's good. If recovery is about having a wife and a son who rally, rise, and just absolutely shine as brilliant beacons of hope, light, strength, and a, an abundance of love, he's on his way. If recovery is all about having been such a great dude that you know he finds himself surrounded by dozens and dozens of people clamoring to help in any way they can, Again, yeah, check, he's golden. And if recovery is about hard work, he's up for that. Patience, he's got more than most. All of the above play a role in the science part of this whole situation, in that cellular level shit. And so there'll be things that heal fast, there'll be things that heal slow, there'll be things that will reconnect, and there'll be the strength to endure the things that correct and connect so slowly they can hardly be measured. He will be back perhaps with a new identity as one who is kick-ass. Look, in conclusion, people, I love you. I care about you. I do. I don't do this shit for my health. You know, for the sake of that love, get your shit together. Money will not fix all of your future problems, but money will 100% fix 100% of your future money problems. Money fixes money problems. Be well, be safe, be covered, be better. And most of all, be able to say, I am prepared. That's who I am. Like, boom, the light goes on, right? 90 minutes is what it took me to write this thing. And 90 minutes later, the light went on. That's my new core identity. Prepared. I am prepared, motherfucker. Are you? Get your shit together. I beg of you, please. P.S. Who gets a shout out so far? All right. Leslie, Rich, Leanna, Denise, Desiree, Deepak, kudos to you guys for taking action. Some of you long ago, which was great to see. Some of you right now, which is also awesome to see. Check those policies again. Are they what you think they are? Maybe. Stay awesome.